Future Hacker Life Path Future. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second episode with Shirag Jatani, the co-founder and CEO at the Diamante Blockchain. So now we are covering this super interesting topic about diamond marketplace. Basically, Shirag, you have this diamond marketplace in which diamonds are traded through NFTs. I'd love to cover that. So let's begin by just, you know, talking about this industry as a whole. We can't really talk about diamonds without discussing the ethical implications around conflict or, you know, the known blood diamonds. Being able to trace its origins is critical, especially in a world where social responsibility and making a positive impact is becoming mandatory and not only a competitive advantage, right? So how have you been dealing with this topic? How could both companies and final consumers guarantee the origin? And finally, how does your marketplace deal with it? Will you be able to offer the United Nations conflict-free certificate, for example? So I would like to give a bit background on how the diamond industry functions as far as my best knowledge. So when we talk about diamonds, it is a high value good and it's a luxury item for many individuals. There are almost no engagements without a diamond ring. So it has been a part of our culture. We have embraced it a lot, but everyone is quite concerned about where the diamonds are coming from. Mostly when we speak about the origin of the diamonds, there are various mining companies mining diamonds in geographies like Russia, Africa, Australia, Canada. So all these mining companies, they make sure that whenever they are selling those diamonds uh, via their auction platforms, the origin is specified onto it. And for any diamond being traded from, let's say, Russia, Africa, and then going for its manufacturing process in India, there has to be a Kimberley process certification attached to it whenever the goods are being transferred. So the mining companies make sure that there is no fishy things happening and there are no blood diamonds involved in it. But with the manual process, there are a few times that this process are hindered, even if there are a lot of efforts from the mining companies and the manufacturing companies to stop these practices, the blood diamond practices in particular. So the industry is quite aware of what are the things happening and how it can be resolved and they have done a lot to do this. But when you talk about the consumer confidence, it is very difficult for the mining companies or manufacturing companies or the jewelry companies to make the process understand to each and any consumer that are purchasing diamonds. So blockchain and its traceability has one of a very good use case within the industry where the origin and the source of the diamonds can be easily tracked. So the throughout journey of a diamond, starting from the mines to the hands of the users can be tracked on blockchain and there are multiple initiatives within the industry space doing it. So we have Tracer, a traceability platform, which is from a leading mining company. They and one of the biggest diamond companies in the world initiated the platform and 
we at Diamond Day also have that feasibility to trace the diamonds from the source to the end users. And that is all being conducted via our traceability platform on Diamond Internet. So this would ultimately bring more awareness to the people when they would purchase a diamond. But we have to be very thoughtful on the process. Like whenever you are putting a lot of processes in the place on the supply chain, the ultimate cost of the diamonds increases and no one wants to pay more for their engagement ring. I'm pretty much sure about that. So that is the reason it hasn't been implemented on a larger scale. And particularly we as a company, how we are implementing the traceability within our organization on the diamond side of us. We are currently building an NFT platform for the rarest diamonds out there in the world. When I say rarest diamond, it can be rare with their specific color or the size. So diamond as an asset can be auctioned via our marketplace platform. So how we are doing that is like, we have uh, manufacturing companies in different parts of the world manufacturing the rarest diamonds coming from the mines. So I'll just take a real life example, which would make everyone more understand how the process works. So for example, there is a mining company in Russia that sells the diamonds to a manufacturing company uh, in Russia. So what happens is the traceability of the diamonds is recorded on the blockchain ledger from the mining company to the manufacturing company. And the manufacturing company conducts various processes to make the diamond brighter and shinier. So all those processes are also recorded on the blockchain. And ultimately, what our company is doing is we are partnering with a third-party auction house and a banking institution where ultimately we would be auctioning the rare diamond onto our platform by creating an NFT. So as soon as the diamond leaves the factory, and it goes into the hands of the delivery company, that transaction is recorded onto our ledger as well. Once the diamond reaches the third-party safe deposit vault as a banking institution, they check the certificates of the diamonds if uh, it is genuine, and they certify that all the things that are being delivered by the delivery company are authentic. And as soon as they do that, they place the diamond in a safe deposit vault and they update our systems. Once our systems are updated, what it does is it creates an NFT for that particular diamond. And once the NFT is created, individual and businesses can start utilizing our platform and start placing bids onto it. So the successful bidder gets the right to the real world asset as in diamond and the right to the NFT as well, which can be later traded on both the sides of it. So the diamonds either can be delivered to the purchase directly or they can just keep it on a third-party safe deposit vault and get their NFT traded onto secondary market platforms. So that's what we are building with Diamond Day currently on the NFT side of it. And we believe that the traceability function of the blockchain and the NFTs, how they have taken a good amount of space within the current market, people would be more enthusiastic on utilizing our platform as we are one of the kind platform out there in the market. So currently still we are in the development and we expect to roll out the platform in near future. Thanks for the explanation, Shirag. And you know, so Shirag just mentioned about the NFTs, which are the non-fungible tokens. If you're listening to this episode and you know, you're clueless about this topic, just search for another episode we did with Anastasia. 
she walk us through the whole explanation about what a non-fungible token is. So don't miss that. So, uh, Shirag, you, are, you already explained this, you know, how your marketplace is using the NFT to trade the diamond. So just one question, and I'm super curious about that. So if I'm interested in getting a diamond and I use, you know, through your marketplace, so why would I prefer to use an NFT instead of, you know, just doing a regular transaction? It's all about the value proposition. And when we speak about the rarest diamonds, so currently there are no such marketplace where you can purchase the rare diamonds. And as an individual, not all people would be able to place their bids because these are all high value goods. So only the HNI clients that we have, they would be able to trade their diamonds onto it. And in the near future, we would are also planning to bring and platform that is accessible to a wider audience where even a small salaried person requiring to purchase a diamond for an engagement ring he wants to buy for his loved one, they can buy it from our platform as well. So initially, we would be testing out our platform with the rarest diamonds and then taking the things forward to the small coats or the small diamonds. Now, coming back to your question, like why would someone want to buy a diamond through an NFT platform? And there is a simple answer to it. Like with this whole boom of NFTs and how the millennials are thinking about the NFTs, like you see a lot of arts being sold on as an NFT. With what we are doing, particularly with diamonds, so you have a win-win situation. Like you get a real-world asset as a diamond within your possession, as well as an NFT, which can be traded. Just to understand the value proposition a bit more, I would like to take a personal example on it. Like, for example, if I want to give my loved one a diamond ring. So when I'm giving a normal diamond ring, my loved one, she becomes happy about it. And that is the end of the story. But when you talk about diamonds and NFTs together, so if I'm gifting my loved one a diamond ring, which also has an NFT associated to it, so it's a opening of a whole new world where it would have a unique digital fingerprint to it as well as an individual would have an option to also treat their uh, NFTs onto secondary market platforms. And that's what would make people more interested into our marketplace because we have seen like traditionally the demands of the diamonds going up, going down, depending upon the interest of the people and with a lot of digitization happening People right now are more interested in purchasing an iPhone than a diamond ring. So that's how the way the world works. And bringing two different worlds together, a traditional world and a more modern NFT world together, it would create a unique drive for the individuals to participate in it. Got it. Thank you, Sharad. Thank you so much for your explanations. They sound very clear. It's a completely new market to me. And I think it's pretty cool to be seeing... NFTs being brought to the physical world, it makes actually a lot of sense. It was the first thing I wondered when I first heard about it with such a high value chain market, right? So I'm curious, per your experience, Shrag, how do you see the future of financial transactions? As you mentioned yourself, right? So the, the banks are now getting into the game creating the CBDC, so the central bank digital assets. 
So do you think that the current role of governments and central banks will completely change due to this decentralized movement? And when I talk the f about the future, it's really thinking about 20, 30 years from now, right? Like future hacker-like. Or do you think that with those movements of the banks trying to get into the game, they will come back and set out the rules of the game just like they're trying to do now? So uh, trying to reframe my question, is the future decentralized or do you think that you know it's still rooted in the ways the, the government works and the country works that they'll keep ruling the game? Ideally, all your listeners and personally me as well, or even yourself, we everyone wants the world to be more decentralized. In the recent time, a lot of technologies coming in and people interacting via multiple geographies, the ideas being shared over internet and internet has bought a very, very big revolution. And one of the reasons we are doing this podcast sitting in two different geographies is because of the internet and the digitization of the world. So the world is moving very fast but when we talk about the governments and how they see that like the decentralization idea is very good but every government wants to protect their interests as well and i think that is the right thing to do because every government has their own fiat currencies and their policies in place and that's how they run the market so decentralization is a very good idea but there are very very negatives to it as well and a few positives to it as well but the negatives are much more heavier than the positives and that is the reason that decentralization particularly on the fiat currencies being issued by the government wouldn't take so much of in place there would be an implementation of blockchains and the cbdc's coming in but it wouldn't be as decentralized as we would like ultimately all the digital assets or cryptocurrency that we consider right now would be most probably considered as an asset class similar so people buying stocks or bonds or any other commodities being created so it would have a different class in terms of the digital asset and particularly talking about the negatives of this industry because people tend to always throw positivity and they tend to hide the negative part of that but when we talk about the financial transactions it is very much important to understand the other side of the coin as well so when you talk about let's say an x y and z individual conducting mining activities in x y and z uh, geography so once they have done the mining of the assets the assets can be easily transferred to anywhere around the world without the control of the government and the government wants to do each and every accounting of the funds being transferred in different geographies and the reason behind that is on the anti-money laundering laws. You don't want and crazy individuals sitting somewhere to finance terror groups somewhere around the world. Because we are all human and we want to live in a safer environment. And somewhere the government has the same mindset and we should support that as well. We don't want various financing happening via bad individuals that are bad for society and we don't want our future to be less brighter. We want our futures to be much brighter. And like after 30 years, 40 years or 50 years, we want to leave the world more safer than it is right now. And that's why we talk about green technology. And that is the reason the governments are also putting up a regulatory regime 
that would be ultimately beneficial to our future and the next generations as well. That's a great point, a very important point that you brought us. So what about the future of diamonds? And, you know, talking about a more sustainable society, right? Do you think that synthetic and lab-grown diamonds will ever replace the rich geological history that, you know, natural diamonds have, but on the same time is a limited source, right? So you think that it's eventually going to be replaced for the sake of sustainability, or you think that there will be room for both? What's your view on that? There would definitely be room for both, and that's what we have seen from the natural diamonds to the lab-grown diamonds and other class of diamonds as well. So there are certain stones like mosamite as well. They are very similar to diamonds. People have tried to market it a lot. But why the diamond has its interesting value is because of its rareness, because it is very scarce. And that's why people are more interested in it. So there would be two different marketplaces because not everyone has that big pockets to afford diamonds. So if there are individuals that they cannot afford that rare diamonds, the lab grown diamonds are a very good alternative for it. And there are certain individuals who want to be more greener and they, they want to reduce the carbon footprint of the world as well. And they want to protect the environment. So those kind of individuals also opt for lab grown diamonds. So lab grown diamonds are definitely going to stay, but it would have a different asset class with the natural diamond and lab coat diamond being parallel to each other. And what we have seen is there is a huge price difference as well. So people with deep pockets where they want to spend their, those money for the Lord Fund, they are definitely going to opt for natural diamonds and not the lab diamonds. But for, let's say, a college-going student where they don't have their deep pockets, but they want that ornaments or they are attracted to the jewelry part. So they want to shine brighter they would definitely opt for lab-grown diamonds. And this we have seen in the past as well, where we are all aware about the Swarovskis out there and the 80s that the American diamonds. So every diamond would have a different marketplace for them. Cool. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much, Shrug, for all the explanations. There's definitely a new market that we covered today. And, you know, a lot of good background. So, you know, if you have any final words for our listeners out there, the word is yours. And thank you so much for being here and accepting our invitation. It has been a pleasure to have this conversation with you, Maria. Uh, I hope the audience like what we have presented today. And if they have any particular questions, we are always a very good listeners and we are reachable via our website, www.diamondblockchain.com. They can also personally message me on my LinkedIn at Jirak Chetani. So thanks a lot for your time today and good day to everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Future.